You will be hearing the pedagogy of the depressed from me. Correction. How tall is Tiny Tim? Tiny Tim is six foot one and lies upon lies. Um, about Tiny Tim. Uh, what a. I, I, I didn't know that he had a real scary marriage, so, uh, I do not condone Tiny Tim's behavior. Tiny Tim also does not live up to the hobo code of ethics. Uh, like, I am sorry. Everybody is just failing wildly. Um, and you can, you can listen to previous episodes and previous retractions and corrections gone awry. If you'd like, uh, you can listen to the show anytime in case, you know... You want, like, real in-depth investigative reporting with integrity about the Hobo Code of Ethics. You can, you know, me Walter Crunk type, because uh, it's okay I can make that joke. I mean, I'm not, like, I mean, what am I about to say? I'm allowed to say, because I'm Iranian. Yes, this is Walter Crunk type. And the Iranian hostage crisis, basically, because I'm Iranian, keeping the airwaves of BFF.FM hostage. I don't know why. They don't know why. All we know is I'm high, and uh, I gotta do more attractions and corrections. Well, in the good news, uh, the little kitten that my friend found up a tree in Southern California that I was like, please, somebody adopt this this kitty um so the kitten got adopted um and uh, in case you're like uh i am you know as uh you know a bay area resident it was not convenient for me to attempt to obtain this really fabulous kitten well i have good news for you this is, I mean, again, this is also related to another attraction correction. If you do want to go on a madcap journey with an ensemble of comedians uh, to obtain this kitty uh, from Southern California to the Bay Area, well, uh, Bay Area residents have this room. We got another kitty that needs to be adopted. His name is Strider, and he's fabulous, and if you would like to see this cat and realize that he is your soulmate and destiny and the prophecy will be fulfilled, you can send me a DM on my uh, heavenly shadow band uh, radio show Instagram. Uh, a.harry.home.companion and I get like so I'm still like I do not know how to use internet and I'm still so deeply traumatized by like the Stone Phillips like 2020 like murder in 
internet murder specials where you will get murdered. Like, I still get nervous every time I say my full name on the show on the internet radio station on BFF.FM. Excuse uh, you're in and you're just like this is just joined and rant, ranting and rambling about murders and internet and paranoia. Is this the Unabomber? No. Me, Don Arky. I'm not a Unabomber. I got a uni brow and I'm bombing the show. I'm Iranian. It's alright. I'm Harry. I'm not saying I'm not saying Harry like in a, a horny way. I'm just like <laughs> like I said, Walter Cronkite reporting fairly and honestly upon the Iranian situation, which is me. Uh, I still get nervous when I say my name on the show. <laughs> so we can look me up. Um, and I, uh, it gets amplified when I'm stoned. And I, 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 <laughs> I shouldn't do that because people are just like, I thought he was dead. Oh my god, happy Halloween. Horror films do come true. It's happening to me. I'm living it. Is anyone gonna believe me? You know? It, he's back? Uh, well, they won't, but what you will believe is, um, uh, yeah, you can also email me at donna.arky, d-o-n-n-a dot a-r-k-e. Oh, oh god. Ugh, sorry. <laughs> Stone Phillips is rolling over in his grave being like, no. Oh no, I'm more stoned than Stoned Phillips. Uh, I could've, I should've saved that. <laughs> Can I use that next week in the show? I don't know. Uh, I'm attracted to for next week. Did I decide to have integrity and come up with a new joke for the show? But yeah, I am more stunned than stone folks. Uh, when he was doing his Dateline 2020 internet stranger danger uh, thing. And I, it, it scared me straight. <laughs> so yeah, now you know what's going on. With me, but what you don't know is going on is that, uh, uh, is that uh, just to reiterate, you can adopt a cat if you live in the Bay Area now. Last week it was just, you know, applicable to SoCal residents, restrictions apply, but this week, Bay Area, you can be a lucky contender and uh, get a cat and you can contact me however, I don't know, even the beautiful photo from if you know what this is. You're like, I know it's this radio station. I can contact them. Just be like, what? Uh, you know, I swear to God, Unabomber was there talking about his manifesto or something. And I don't really want to hear it. You could just, they'll know it's me. They will refer you to human uh, HR. Except for me, it's more like MR, like Muppet Relations. Ugh. I don't know why. Um, yeah, they'll, they'll get you all sorted out. They'll get you in contact with me so you can get the very cute cat. Yes. And then, uh, next, retraction and correction. Speaking of what I was just speaking about, uh, there are four mads in, in the in the title of the movie uh, that I probably should have put the year of on this script. Uh, I'm guesstimating uh, with my photographic memory. Oh, I can remember. I think it's 1963. Um, but 
Uh, I'm not sure. We'll try to encourage you for next week. Was I right or wrong? I'm always right. All the time, Cole. There are four Mads in the title of the movie. It's a mad, 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 mad world. And, uh, good for them. That's wonderful. They could afford that much. You know. This is a big-ass billboard. They were, like, were sinking the whole budget into this. You know. But that movie is good. Buster Keaton also went to Stone Temple Flight School, but I don't know if he was stone. It was more like the stone affect, you know, real hangdog-like. Uh, anyways, yeah. But let's go back to charges and curses, because that's more important than any pontificating I have to do about Buster Keaton and that thing. Uh, next, retraction and correction, um, the people who are in the cafe across the street who make fun of me because whenever I get locked out of my apartment, I have to call my mom to get my girlfriend of eight years phone number from her so that I could call my girlfriend because I don't know my girlfriend's phone number. I guess I don't know anything, clearly. Uh, uh did Stone Phillips have a report about remembering phone numbers too? Like... What is going on with me? Like how? But yeah, I just do not know phone numbers, and uh, they're gonna get locked up. So like, use their phone thirty times, and they're like, oh, your mommy knows your girlfriend's phone number, but you don't. Um, and then like, they love to everything they do is criticized. I don't know why, uh, but I think it's because. <laughs> um, yeah, one time they got mad at me because I hadn't come in for a really, really, really long time. And they saw, they were really pissed when I came in because they're like, how come we haven't seen you even though you live like right across the street? But we saw you on the goddamn news because I was at a protest. <laughs> the end. Um, so they were mad that they saw me on the news before they saw me in person. Uh, the next attraction, uh, correction, is that, uh, last week I was a, a, a first worst. I mean, they're, they're all worst, but they're not always in the first of their, you know, um, field, you know. This is, this is, they're forging ahead. They're creating new new concepts frankly forms of torture on this hell fireside chat with me fdr fucking donna arky uh or if you know i ever have to you know clean up my act forgetful donna arky you know no cussing allowed um i don't know why that would happen because um like I said, uh, it's gonna be a long Iranian hostage crisis. Anyways, back to the retraction correction, which is that I almost didn't tell you the entirety of a wacky fact last week, which was pretty much, oh, I forgot, oh, I just remembered I was supposed to be like, how many of, oh, and I was supposed to remember, like, 
Oh, I was, like, well, I was supposed to figure out how many of the artificial sweeteners that have ever existed, or maybe I didn't. I don't know. Maybe I'm like putting this on myself now. But anyways, I was trying to be like, how many of the artificial sweeteners known to mankind that are readily purchasable by the public sold under such whimsical names as Sweet and Low and Splenda? Uh, uh, how many of them? Uh, were discovered the same way, which is basically really bad lab hygiene where people were not washing their hands after handling beakers full of, you know, fever medicine and ulcer medicine. And then they're like, oh, I'm gonna go. Well, one guy picked up a cigarette, which is pretty classy, I guess. You know, and that seems relaxing, you know. Who, I'm sorry. Like I said, in this pedagogy of the depressed, you like to smoke a cigarette for vibes sometimes, and that's why I don't condone smoking. I don't think anyone should smoke, except once in a while, everybody can go out there and get a little stupid pack of some Nat Sherman's, Natty Sherm's, when they're real sad or in a real, you know, kind of chaotic part of their life. Just anytime where you need, or you just, maybe you're having a good time. It's a good time. Just anytime where it adds to the vibe, you can get yourself a pack of cigarettes. Get some Natty Sherms as the worm turns, or the world turns, in whichever way it moves you. That's one of my three S's, not the three R's, in this pedagogy of the depressed, which is, well, the three S's are sex, steak, cigars, slash cigarettes in this more in, uh, advanced, uh, you know, interdisciplinary. Well, and actually, no, it's not cigars. It's always been cigarettes. Or has it? Well, I think cigars when I'm like, you know, I under, I've never actually smoked one, so I don't know if I like them. I think it was more when I was like, I kind of have a Tammany Hall je ne sais quoi to my tastes and um, my interests, like, my girlfriend once was like, you're not a man, but you can be emasculated, and I'm like, I don't know why, but it really can happen, and it happens a lot around steak, even though, like, I really hate eating meat, but for some reason, I'm like, why, why is there such this inherent camp quality to me, and I, you know, why am I Nathan Lane pretending to be John Wayne? But as a real person living very genuinely, like in, like, you know, that scene in the birdcage, like, why am I that real? And it really stresses me out. Um, but yeah, that's a quality to me. And, um, and that's why I understand that, like, the guy who invented a cyclamate, which I don't remember what that's called in real life, uh, uh, he figured it out by relaxing. You know, being a macho cowboy of uh, chemicals, chemical cowboy back at the University of Illinois lab. Just look at a cigarette, look at a germs under a microscope or whatever. Figure out how to, you know, and he smokes a cigarette, and that's how he invented it. So that's classy, but everyone else is fucking gross. Like, James L. Schlatter, doesn't he sound unhygienic? Oh, Schlatter, you know, it sounds very like, you know, you see like some old German poem about Schlatter, the Schlatter 
or Saturday, I don't know. I'm gonna stand with a uh, kind of mouth. I don't know if I'm saying that right. I don't know how it will be perceived by y'all, but you know what I mean. Saturday. Is that how you say it? I'm trying to remember a word. Ah! I'm awesome. Cottonmouth sounds like the name of a cowboy. Yeah, I'm just a cottonmouth cowboy wrangling you little doggies on this here uh, rodeo, uh, which is known as the Harry Home Companion on BFF.fm with me, Don Arky, just in case you're tuning in. Uh, and we're talking about dirty scientists who make sweet deals, or sweet inventions. <laughs> What a gross world. But yeah, like, pretty much, like, okay, alright. Uh, uh, yeah. Aspartame was invented in 1965 by James L. Schlatter, who didn't wash his hands after uh, doing science-y stuff. Uh, he was looking into anti-ulcer uh, drugs and didn't wash his hands. And his lunch was like, everything tastes sweet. Oh my god, I invented an artificial sweeter. And then I didn't tell you last week, and I should have, that saccharin, you know, a name for the latter name for, for sugar. Yeah. Also, a real oldie timey thing to call it. Because this is a real oldie timey invention made out of coal tar. Yes. Because uh, I think. Do people still research coal tar derivatives? I think it. I guess that's an attraction or question for next week. That's gonna be real boring. God willing, I bring that to you, but we'll see, you know. This is like Monte Carlo, baby. Loose sluts. High bets. Yeah, anything goes. Will you have a poker face like Buster Keaton being high in the sky? Or will you be a smoker disgrace as me, Don Arky, of a hairy home companion? <laughs> you know, unibombing the show with my unibrow. <sighs> Me. Uh, anyways, well, someone who bombed having hygiene um, was anonymous because I forgot <laughs> what his name to put his name. Oh, Cyclomatus Sweetenlow. Ah, that's the cla- the, oh, the smoothest, longest lasting. Of the artificial sweeteners, um, and uh, yeah, uh, are there? I guess that's just three. Maybe there's. I mean, not the natural ones. Like I know about stevia and monk fruit. Trust me, I have lots of problems, including diabetes. So very well aware for the last billion years about the existence of these things. And, uh, yes, I know. But what of the thick ones, you know? Of the ones that... I know that if, uh... The delightfully bimbo-fied sweetness... Um... Yeah, how many are there? I guess it's just three, from what I'm guesstimating. Uh... Yeah. Huh. Yeah, saccharin and... Uh, sweet love and aspartame. Well, of uh, yeah, how many of how many of these? How many more artificial sweeteners are there in the world? I don't know if I want to find out. This seems just that just seems like a lot of work. I guess some things should just you know. There are some things we don't know how to need to have to know. You know, 
And that's awesome that I can give you from the pedagogy of the class because you gotta know and know a whole damn lot of them with expectations about this and the Monte Carlo we call life, baby. Um, anyways, uh, it's, you know, I'm a gambler, you know, I take, I take risks. I just wanted to do this retraction. Oh god, how is it 25 minutes? I have things to tell you! Well, now these dumb bitches washed their hands and then they ate lunch. And then Monsanto got its start in 1901 selling saccharin. Isn't that great? Now they're doing. They really love evil. They are about it. Um, anyways. Uh, yeah, they. That's gross. Uh, next retraction and correction, um, this is some, you know, this is some, uh, even aired reporting from the ground for me, Walter Cronkite, to you, um, that I have made a very important observation, and this is, uh, applicable to anyone who has traveled from this geographic location to another. Oh god. And uh, this really is uh, my hellfire side chat, and this is kind of like an ad, like a footnote retraction correction because I kept saying hellfire chat, but yeah, it really it really does sound like that. Oh, like why are they what are they doing to FDR? Like, what's this freak with a transatlantic accent? Because they think that's really funny right now, and they can't stop doing it, and they really want to like. And they rely on that so much, you know. This is FDR doing over here. You know, I'm more of like an FDA. Um, which is what must have been broke by Monsanto to make Qatar derivatives legal in food. Did that happen? I don't know, maybe I'm just making that up. I don't know, there's some real fucked up stuff. They, they, Monsanto has problems. They love uh, doing some bad stuff. Uh, but anyways, FTA, as in, I'm more of an FTA than FTR because I'm looking down at Arky as an A-R-K-E, not R-K-E, which is part of the joke. Um, but, uh, I, yeah, this is a Harry Home Companion. It's a show that they have decided to, like, handle the airwaves at BFF.FM headquarters for some reason. Street, and then to the left, to unknown mysteries, because I've never gone down that way, but maybe things will change, you know, we, we're, we're gonna, you know, go on a vacation that we can afford, which is going down a different street in Alameda, 
There's Wolvachan way to the left. So, and I think on that sign, I will have to go back and see it. I, oh, yeah, this really is like, you know, we're really, we're, we're on the ground. We're delivering the news straight to you. Uh, and on this Walter Cronkite. God, do I know any contemporary reporters? <laughs> the Jarrell Dope? Oh, that's so stupid. I hate myself. I'll probably think of more eventually, and I don't want to, but it'll happen. Um, but anyways, what should happen is that I should finish this reaction correction. So yeah, I'm pretty sure that it's like, it says Willy also in parentheses on the Wilma Chan uh, Avenue, Wilma Chan Wayside too. So there's like a Willy Webster, Willy Street, and I'm just letting you all know that I saw, I realized that recently. Uh, um, I think about this a lot, and I wonder if anyone noticed, and if they did, what do they think? <laughs> Was it on purpose? Is this some kind of Illuminati thing? We'll find out next week with uh, next week's attractions and corrections. And uh, more local news is that I have been completely vindicated, and that everyone who did not believe me, I believe five to six years ago, that, that I saw an albino raccoon swim out from the bird sanctuary at Lake Merritt and get out of the lake with a line of bunch of other raccoons. And then I saw an albino raccoon go into the trash can, eat something out of the trash, and then climb up a tree. And everyone said, just, you're lying. That's, Donna, that's just a little, little dog. This is one of those little white doggies that look like B. Arthur, you know, one of those golden girls. Troopers, you know? That's what this just looked like. No, it wasn't a little dog. I told you guys, you're jerks. It was an albino raccoon because one of my friends uh, went to Lake Merritt and they were by the boathouse. I believe from 8 to 9 p.m. is when the little guy, the little critters show up uh, at the Lake Merritt boathouse. Uh, that was when the albino raccoons and the blonde raccoons, yes! The albino raccoons have overcome throughout the city. The prophecy, oh my god, it is being fulfilled. Oh, help. Oh, god, what are we gonna do? Well, um, and then they also told me more information. I forgot to copy and paste into the script because pretty much they said they were talking to somebody else about the albino raccoons. And there's something there. What's it with its DNA? Uh, and the only DNA I know about is me, Donna, nothing Arky, nothing because I don't have a middle name, because my parents thought it was more chic and American, um, for some reason, uh, this is all I know about, this is my personal experience, but I don't know what's going on with these raccoons and their DNA, but it looks like we're gonna have albino raccoons in Oakland for a long time, and there's gonna be the little blonde, you know, bimbo, the bimbo raccoon, you know, as an Iranian, we know about bimbos. One thing I like about Iran is that, in Iranian-ness, is that we just, bimbos are naturally occurring. They just pop up. They're happening. I love them. There's different kinds and different flavors. And, uh, yeah, good stuff. Um, if you know, you know. Um. And 
impersonator for all your wedding needs. Viva Lego Las Vegas, baby! Talk about gambling and no one will hold and fold him, but it's Vegas, not Monte Carlo. And unlike uh, Monte Carlo, you can get Gandalf the Gay Married by Elvis Presley in Las Vegas if you want to. It's the return of the king indeed, and we don't just mean post-mortem Elvish sightings. Get yourself down to bff.fm slash donate, where you can send a one-time donation or set up a monthly recurring donation and be our bestie with benefits. And we can be best friends for life and holy wedding matrimony if you want to get married by Elvish Presley. Down at the Graceland Chapel in Lego Las Vegas. So good. Uh, anyways, our first segment is Wacky Facts, Latinim! Wackiest Facticus! Each week, my stone ass learns you a weird and interesting fact about every subject possible for me. Is that due to an unwritten but widely acknowledged clown rule and the clown. Criminal code, thou shalt not steal their makeup, their look, uh, and one way you can do that is by copywriting your clown makeup vis-a-vis your clown copyright counselor law. This happens in, it's located in England, because of course. And, uh, you, you can get your face painted and or 3D molded and or both, uh, onto an egg. And this is, even though this may seem like some sort of archaic primordial uh, clown practice that's been passed down since, like, ages Mesopotamias, it is not! Um, but then, also, it's been around since 1940, but maybe if you are more of a sexpert on British people, this will not seem as ancient and foreboding, and you'll just be like, yeah, that sounds like something British people would have done in the 1940s. They would have been like, the, you know, we, uh, you know, Buffoon barristers, we shall represent the big court against and uphold the clown criminal code against imitation and plagiarism. And then, yeah, uh, the clown egg register, if you want to go visit it, it is at the Holy Trinity's inside a church. In Holy Dalston, England, uh, and it is um, the director is a clown, Matty Faint. That sounds like a, that sounds like kind of an evil clown name. Happy Halloween. I'm sorry. I mean, Matty Faint, the clown. I mean, they're just known as Matty the clown. But uh, it, you know. Is, is a little too on the nose, a little too on the clown nose to be called that. Um, but 
and not be a scary clown. You should be. I, I don't think the director would be a scary clown. I guess that's an attraction for next week. Is there, you know, what goes into the process of becoming the the director of the clowning museum? I don't. What? Okay. This is another. This is another moment. I'm about to read a sentence to you that I just. It just caught my eye. <laughs> While I was looking at this article, and so you know, give you this in-depth investigative reporting uh, into the clown of egg register, which is is again making me wonder: Is this just a British thing? Are they just that bizarre that things just come out sounding like that? I mean, like you know, speaking of Elvis, I think it's like so dorky that uh, like you know there was a time in history where you know little dorky pop stars doing like little cutesy songs like Elvis and the Beatle were like we've got to go on deep spiritual journeys so that we can be young hip and relevant man and people were like hey guys Elvis is all esoteric now and knows wisdom it's still cool man and there's then like you know the Beatles do all of that and they're so dorky and like they're like we've expanded our minds through psychedelics and philosophy and the best we can come up with is um I am the Eggman and I'm like is that just British people are they just that dorky and doofy like just like what are you like a fucking wind in the willow like you guys are little twerps, but in this like very like they've been doing it for a long time kind of way. Like they've been real weird for a while. Um, you know, this is making me wonder if it's that or if it's just like you know these clowns are weird. They think it's funny, or is this a, cl- a recent clown invention? Or is this just the British way? But, um, but I'll read you the section. The, this is the sentence. Uh, the collection is split between the museum's two sites. The Holy Trinity Church Dalston and Wookiee Hole, Somerset, England. Is is this Wookiee Home Museum? Sorry, I'm speaking of um, Wookies and homes. Uh, a Harry Home Companion is the name of this show, and I am Donna Erky here on BFF.FM. Just in case you're tuning in, where I am experiencing co- strange and just lots of questions about the clown egg registry which is where clowns get their portraits painted on what were originally real eggs but eventually they're like well that's too fragile and maybe kind of dumb and gross to paint you know a clown portrait on like maybe it's i mean maybe hygiene was never part of it i don't know these clowns are strange they have different ways than the rest of us 
I feel like that documentary, you know, that, you know, you know how Errol Morris was originally going to do that documentary about how this part of Florida had, like, a high amount of people who had amputations, and he went there being like, I wonder why that's happening, and then it ended up being, like, this, like, circus insurance fraud? I feel like that, like, I've stumbled into something kind of ominous and foreboding and forbidden, like, why, why do the, the clowns just live a different way? And they have a totally different code, and, like, sometimes it's honorable, like, thou shalt not copy thy clown brethren's facial attire. Um, and, but then they, like, you know, that's good, but then they're like, <laughs> what if we just... <laughs> You know, did some real closures in the wicker man about it. Like, we got real majorly foreboding inside and outside of time. Like, when is it recent? Is it ancient? Who knows? Or I don't remember if they figured that out in the wicker man. I guess that's your treasure correction for next week. Uh, for me to figure out, was it like, ah, ancient cult? Or contemporary cult. I know fruit was involved. And that poor cop could have probably had his life saved by following the three S's, my pedagogy of the depressed. Sex, steak, and cigars. Except he was- uh, cigarettes! Except uh, he was more- like if he'd done the first S, he would have avoided being the other two, which was being at stake burnt up like a cigarette with all the stakes because he was on they were burning up with some livestock too and uh yeah we're to the wise learn up uh the more you know knowledge is power yeah but like i said like you know don't smoke you should quit but you're allowed to have one if you can handle it for vibes, but anyways, not allowed. Uh, anyways, uh, what else can I tell you about the clown egg register? Oh, the clown egg tradition began in 1946. Oh, so, how, let's see, how old is the clown egg register? It's the year 2023, in the year of our Lord, I was worshipped at the Holy Trinity and Wookie Hole. I gotta figure out what Wookie Hole is. What is that? Is that a British? What does it mean in British? But uh, 2023 minus 1946. Uh, 77 years old! My god! And was uh, developed. It was began by Stan Bolt, the chemist and founder of Clouds International. And I'm assuming, like. He was personally a clown, and that's why he also founded Clowns International. Unless he was, like, trying to do it as, like, kind of like a... He's acting on behalf of the clowns, like, he's taking a very, you know, paternalistic approach. Because I would, I would assume that... They, that he would also be a clown, or maybe he's just a clown enthusiast, you know? Maybe I should, maybe maybe he's just here 
to to cheer f for some um, the circus. Um, but what he did is he took to drawing the faces of club members and famous clowns onto chicken eggs, and then I think they were just like genius, or maybe he was real paranoid, real suspicious of the clowns. I don't know. I don't know what his motivations were to start painting clowns. I mean, like, were they just kind of like, that's great. Like, oh, we should, uh, an egg is a perfect medium to capture the clown visage. Or again, is this some kind of just British thing? Like, primordial, ancient, foreboding, on to, like when you think about the ancient impulses that bring you to a place where you want to eat beans on toast, like that's like that's like fucking basically that's like uh what what do you call that thing that we eat Iranians eat? That's like a literal ancient Mesopotamian recipe. That's like the changes to it are like marked by changes just just culture it's really old it's uh damn i would go for some right now is that abgushed dizzy or whatever yeah it's like that's like abgushed that like beans on toast because we do that too we're like what if we cooked a bunch of beans to layer mushy and ate it on bread like if Asian Mesopotamians are doing it, these British people are tuned into something like that. You know, it's real freaky how they are. Like, it's Halloween year-round over there. That's why I want to visit. I would basically just be like, show me your white people. They're nuts. I want to be among them. Like, they freak me the fuck out. I don't know. I mean, everybody's real freaky. Whiteness is not a monolith. They're all scary and weird in their own way. But, like, again, that's a little bit too close to comfort for me. Like, as somebody who studied what I studied, I'm like, there's something afoot. There's something asunder. They're real, real funny. The British, they really freak me out. I, I just can't do it. I, I mean, but the good news is that since it's British, there's like an old BBC ass looking documentary about it showing Stan Bull, and I'm sure that if I watch it, I will find out if he was, oh, yes, he was a clown, never mind, so he does, he wasn't just like a clown enthusiast. Well, he was if he liked himself and his friends. If he did, I mean, well, he was, he's sort of kind of beautiful. This one, if you look up, okay, two good things is that the, when you look up Stan Bolt to find out that he was a clown, the first image you see of a clown on an egg looks just like Tim Curry, and it's a delight to see him. Oh my god, it's it! No! Happy Halloween! Oh god! Well, if you would like to see this very beautiful reimagining, sensitive portrayal of uh, Tim Curry as it, uh, you can look up Stan Bolt Clown Egg Registry and go to uh, uh, Alice Obscura article about it. Um, and, uh, 
<laughs> but another thing is that that's good, and that could be its own Halloween story in a way, is that if you look up Stan Bolt, you will get to the Facebook page of Clown International, and then you will notice that in the comments of the image of the clown egg are British, or maybe not just British, international, ah, international clowns in the comments talking about the eggs portraits of their makeup that they've had done for copywriting purposes to uphold the unspoken clown rule that we do not want to find out what the consequences are for breaking like I really don't want to know it'd be like both those Errol Morris you know uh documentaries. Well, I didn't even finish talking about it. It was uh, Vernon, Florida. And it, it, it ended up just being like, here's a bunch of the people who live in this town in Florida. They're going to talk to you and hold bottles of sand. And then, uh, they, and then uh, you have a good time hanging out uh, with your friends in Florida. But originally it was going to be about like all these circus clowns and how they did like insurance fraud by amputating their limbs and stuff and like basically the clowns were just like if you fucking like and then you know Earl Morris didn't know that he was just like oh it's just like that's I, I didn't would never have thought clowns were involved and then the clowns were like yes we are involved and like we'll fucking kill you if you if you film this and that's what I really feel like I've stumbled into and maybe that's why Tim Curry is as it is popping up in the search results of the egg, the portraits of clowns on eggs that have been painted by one man and then continued into this tradition. And then you can see deep into their torment and their twisted clown psyches. And it's uh, if you go just look up images of Stan Bolt, B U L D, it's not like. You know, the rest of the development characters, not like Steve Bolt or anything like that. Stan B-U-L-T, a little more British, a little bit. Well, it has a bit of, like, a little bit of, like, a... I would believe that that would be the name of, like, an oldie-timey grave robber, kind of je ne sais quoi to it. They're real ominous, these British clowns, in their ways, but we will learn more about them next week in this special report of me watching... All these, like, I'm sure they're BBC. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you next week if they were or not. But these BBC, like, old ass, like, 1950s, like, there's a narrator, and he tells you about how the clowns are going downtown to see the Queen and entertain her at the, uh, you know, clown court. Uh, you know, kind of delivery. But, clown with myself personally you know what sometimes that's what you want to do that's what you want to see uh anyways uh what else can i tell you be it now you can spy on clowns that's good and if you know anything about the show uh i i've been spying on members of the british royal guard 
on Facebook for like over a decade, but I've been slipping. I haven't been checking as much. But me and my friend were very personally involved, and I only have good news. And you can learn about it if you listen to one of these episodes. I don't remember. Uh, yeah. Now you can harass more British people. It's not just British clowns. I mean, it's Clown International, alright? Every clown around town can have their face put on an egg. And then, what will it, wait, hold on. The British are really way more excited about. What is. I don't know, I gotta look up what Wookiee Hole is. But the British are like, we love the fucking uh, beloved, enjo- enjoyed by all, well known. You know, we're all dull ass shit, you know? It was really. But what is. Oh, Wookiee Hole Caves? I can't do this! A cavern in England! What does it mean? Well, okay. I guess it's not some Star Wars freaks. But that's what I was scared of. But this, like, primordially named weird. This. <coughs> okay, this is. I think there's something going on with the clowns because the caves have been used by humans for around 45,000 years. Uh, sorry, that's me just calculating and popping up. I don't know how to read numbers out loud, right? But demonstrated by this discovery of tools by the Paleolithic period, along with fossilized human remains, and there's people who are using this as a stone, an Iron Age, a Roman Britain, and they've been grinding corn there, and they got a lot of people have been doing, and they got a, they got a paper mill there too, they love using these caves. And then they use these caves to make cheddar cheese too. Well, that's where they also have the rest of the cloud egg registry. And I think there really is some kind of primordial earth, like clan British thing. I don't, I don't know, man. This is real scary. We've got to investigate these clowns. Maybe oh, this is so foreboding. Oh God. They, the caves, and then these caves that the clowns came from. Holy shit, well, you'll have to learn about it next week in Retractions and Corrections. Because this is some historic and important stuff. And then, damn, the British really do like these clown eggs. Well, this is another episode of A Harry Home Companion from your beloved or hated clown egg, me. Don Arky, and it was really good. Um, <coughs> discovering the whole clown conspiracy here. You know, this is generations of generations. It's family circus after family circus. My god, what? Well, what? I don't know. Anyways, learn about the protests going on in Iran. I love you all. Be good. Holy shit, I'm frightened. Happy Halloween. My God.